this week on the Koshcast. It's honours even by the Merseyside, while Arsenal nearly brushed Spurs aside, but a draw leaves both teams wanting more in the battle for top four. Elsewhere, United rely on Lukaku's nous to edge them past Prowse and Associates, Kepa returns for Chelsea, so is all forgiven? I suppose it is. There's also a preview of the Champions League to get into, and of course, we won't end without talking about El Clasico. It would be a sin to. All this, Gareth Bale, Toronto FC, and more. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex, Mohanad is here. Hello! And Bernie is here. What up? And we are missing Roche, birthday boy Roche. Oh Happy yeah, we... Birthday. Uh, He's not here so we're yeah. not going to sing it. But we celebrated his birthday this weekend by oh. going to a cottage. It was great actually, it wasn't bad. It was a winter cottage with a jacuzzi outside. It was... Uh... Nice. It wasn't a winter cottage. It was a cottage in winter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is is a is a cottage what we call a cottage in Canada the same thing as what you English Englishmen call a cottage? That's no, called a caravan. Yeah. No. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. What are they? A bunch of gypsies? Yeah, man. Caravans. Caravanning is huge in England, isn't it? It. I, I don't know. I don't know. There are people that do it. Yeah, but like it's the thing. Comedy it's skits thing, and sure. TV shows. Yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. about caravanning. But that doesn't mean it's actually sure. popular. Like it's sure. a thing people do. So and car- it's horrendous. I mean, Top Gear had a whole segment about who could get his caravan there to the caravan spot fastest. Remember when they like? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was. Um, oh my god, that it, was rough. It's not something that either of you want to ever do. No. In your life. I mean, f- for a context, a cottage is a mansion in the middle of the woods. <laughs> That's literally what it is in, in the Canada Canadian, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for like a third of the price and double the space of what you would get downtown. Yes. Pretty much. That's true. It also means that like you are then obligated to go there for all your... If you, if you buy one, yeah. if you own one, That's you're then obligated to go there yeah. for all your holidays because you spent so much money on it. Yeah. Your and next to, 20 years are taking the, case, the same spot over and over. So. And hating yourself for yeah. doing so. Yeah. And they're mostly about drinking. I mean, let's be honest. We played a lot of board games, but yeah. like most people go to the cottage to drink, which you could do anywhere. Yeah, so, true. Anyway, well, not hating on them. Just Still had a great weekend. Yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, all right, Premier League. Yeah. Well, we managed to even get Premier League games in. I took my laptop That's over. That's true. We woke up super early. HDMI did first time I've streamed a game in years mm. because Canada now has games very available on TV. On the, so the was it TSN or Sportsnet? It was Live? no. This was like a this was a stream stream. Oh, this was a stream. This was like yeah. You didn't use your account. I, it was oh. It had to have been on. Good point. I know because I watched it in my bedroom. Yeah, yeah, no, you <laughs> didn't use your legal account. I didn't. You definitely did. Sure. I did. Yeah, yeah. he definitely used his legal account. So that's yeah. how we roll here on Under the Cosh. Exactly. True. True. Um, no, you dare stream this podcast. <laughs> we are under the cosh, but we are very much above board. <laughs> the Merseyside Derby then. Yeah. No, um, no. Yes, a lot of big nil-nils recently, unexciting games. There was the Spur, the Carling Cup final was nil-nil. The Liverpool United was nil-nil. This was nil-nil. Um, you know, we usually say in Premier League doesn't have a lot of nil-nils, and statistically it doesn't, but in the last week we've got a lot of big games with nil-nils. This is the latest. Um, I think safe to say Everton were much happier with the result. Everton fans, at least. Um, yeah, well, they were happy to put in... I mean, obviously they always, always want to deny Liverpool, but... They, the one thing that Everton fans have lacked this season is like competent defensive performances. Mm-hmm. And this is what they've been able to do in both games against Liverpool, Divock Origi's mental goal aside. Mm-hmm. And so my question is, why can Everton only defend well against Liverpool? They're up for it. 
I, I guess they are. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it's the Derby. They want to do. They want to put one over on their their arch rivals and mess them up, winning the league and all that. So it's a lot of blood and guts. But I think part of it is probably. I mean, Liverpool have. Uh, They've scored no goals in three out of the last four games. Uh-oh. Well, they've drawn the last four or three? Well, nil, 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 and 1-1. One, one. They've drawn they, four out of the last six. Mm. They beat, was it Bournemouth last week? 5-0, five, five, five. something like that? Yeah. Oh, like sorry, their last away. The last three oh, away okay. or something. Well, their close. last games were Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Bournemouth, and then this. Right. They didn't score in any one of those games except for Bournemouth. Right. That That's, that's concerning. Really, it really is concerning. It is concerning, and... The front three especially. I mean, their decision-making on the ball in this game was pretty horrendous anyway, but the front three particularly so, because you would just expect more from them. But Mane, who has been fantastic this season, Salah... Um, not so much. Although the stats kind of suggest otherwise, no, but, but, Salah, not, but not so much. When you watch 90 minutes of yeah, football, like, you, like against horrible. everything, he had two goals. Salah mm-hmm. last season would be goals for sure. Mm-hmm. His touch to allow Michael Keane back for that amazing tackle. Again, I don't think Michael Keane makes that tackle against Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. But again, fired up for the derby, etc., etc. He comes back, makes the tackle. Um, Salah's bad first touch does help. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, these are things that Salah... I read a Liverpool fan's opinion because, you know, obviously they watch him much, much more closely. They really dislike the fact that Salah is back at right wing recently. Klopp has gone back to the 4-3-3 where Salah is now right wing. Um, he was saying, and a lot of people have been agreeing about how they preferred when Salah was up top and Firmino was kind of deeper, number 10. Um, it just gave Salah a bit less predictability. At right wing, they're just saying he's becoming too predictable and it's not really helping his cause. He's too far away from goal. And either way, he's just not been on good form. I, I, the only thing I, I would say about that is he got moved back to the right wing because he wasn't playing well as a striker. That's what Klopp said his performance. Remember we were talking about Salah was scoring goals in the middle of the but season, but he was playing like, he was just not playing well. So you move him to the right, get him a bit deeper, get to, uh, control of the ball. That's where he scored 42 goals in all competitions from last season, try and get his mojo back. But he hasn't scored, he scored one in his last seven. It's it's just, even it's not good he, enough. you said his first touch, I saw even, um, what was the game before that was nil-nil? United. United. His first touch was trash in that game, and against Bournemouth, he had a couple like that as well. It's just confidence, probably. It is something. I mean, he has not been the same player since the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. And and the injury to his shoulder. And I know a shoulder injury, you know, some people think, oh, it's, it's his shoulder. Irrelevant, so, yeah. yeah. Why is it affecting his form? But these things can throw the whole body off. You know, the body starts compensating. And, I, I, you know, not a medical expert, don't know. But clearly, something's not quite right with him this season. Think- and the fact that he's got this amount of goals anyway is actually quite impressive. But he's definitely not the same player. It's possible that we are also... It's a one crazy stellar season, record-breaking season. Yep. And we are now putting that as the benchmark that he has to hit every season. And it's not going to happen. And it could be just an expectation. Because, again, like you said, you look at the numbers, he's still killing it. But maybe our expectations are are too high for what he needs to do. But, unfortunately, it seems like he has to be at that level for Liverpool to achieve something this season. They need him at that level because... Like we said, Firmino's in doing it. Money has been recently. But again, in flashes, not over 90 minutes. Um, their defense is still holding up. Like we said, th- uh, three or four or whatever out of the last six have been clean sheets. So their defense is still doing their thing. I think their midfield is also la- slacking a little bit. They're not creative enough. Mm-hmm. The Wijnaldum, Milner, and whoever it was before Fabino. No, but in general, oh, before okay, okay. Fabino and Keita and Henderson started to play, I think it was Milner, Wijnaldum, and... 
Who else would have been in there? There were a few games. Not not it, it wasn't consistent, but there were a few games where Shakiri actually drops into the midfield three. Right. And they were pretty good overall. Obviously not sustainable, but they were pretty good. And I'm wondering why I haven't seen that in a couple Are you surprised that Lalana came on before Shakiri this game? Because I thought, you know, Shakiri's the go-to guy. He's been the go-to guy. And all of a sudden, Lalana, who hasn't played football in God knows how long, is preferred to him. I just found that a weird decision by Klopp. Not really. I mean, I don't... Shakiri, yeah, he has been decent this season, but he hasn't... There was a spell earlier in the season where he was coming on and getting goals, but it hasn't been for a little while, really, that we've seen that kind of production from him. And I don't know. I mean, I trust Klopp's opinion on Lalana, so... Well, I don't know. I don't know if we should trust Klopp's opinion on anything, because now he's about to bottle... <coughs> what, his, his, his... Okay, okay. But he's also taken the club to the point where they can bottle it, which is not something that anyone, you know... He's done a, an absolutely wonderful job, and he deserves our trust and, I, and respect for the job that he's done. I, I, think, I think that's fair. But I think you have to look at it in its total context. Because if you, if you, asked, if you told the Ripple fans you'd be one point behind Man City at this point in right. the season before, you, they'd bite your hand off for yeah. that, absolutely. And that is fine. But when you are there, no excuses. Make the most of your chances. Like, oh. we, can't, we can't make excuses for them when they're 10 points ahead of City. No, you just can't. It's not an excuse. It's just, I'm just saying that Klopp deserves the reputation sure. he has right but now. But he also deserves the same amount of criticism for bottling a 10-point lead. The, the so, thing is, like, it has to be bad. Klopp can get all the, all the applauds that he deserves when we're sitting back and looking at it at the end of the season or at the end of his reign at Liverpool or whatever. But today, where we are now, and this is a title run-in, I don't think so. I think you are 10 points ahead of your rivals two months ago. Mm-hmm. Two months ago, you were 10 points ahead. Seven points just recently. And now, all of a sudden, they're ahead of you. That's an 11-point gap that they made up. That is not good enough. And I think... It starts to show that, you know, maybe it's true. Maybe in the run-ins, in the cup finals, he just doesn't have it. He just doesn't seem to get it right at the crucial moment. Yes, obviously, it's his work that got him to this point. But I don't think good, like, you know, I don't think it's good enough to say, well, he got him here. Now he, he can lose it if he wants to. No, he has to fulfill it. And I think, well, it's been four or five years now. And, I, you know, at what point do you say, okay, maybe Klopp, if he doesn't win it this season, maybe he's not the guy. I, I apply a bit of logic like the way I saw Mourinho last season. It's not the same thing. Completely different context. But the way I see it is he was trying to get credit for Manchester United coming second. And I think I don't know how many points it was. 18 behind to the end of the day. Sure, you were second. You got 20 more points than you, than you got the season before. But we all know that team could have done better. Not won the league, but could have done better. So I have to criticize the fact that he didn't do better the same way I'm going to criticize Klopp for not doing better than he's doing right now. Maybe, except that there was so much untapped potential in that United team. And I don't think there is in this Liverpool team. I think this Liverpool team is doing about as well as it should do, which is a little bit less than City. It's almost Klopp's own fault that he gave us the standards that were, you know, the stick that we're beating him with because he is the one, yes. And it's that cycle, right? It's like, well, I got you to way above where you should be and now you expect me to stay there. So it's one of those where, well, is he... My problem is he's not... Unfortunately, when you do that, you're not allowed to come down and go, well, we were overachieving anyways. Like, it's just... It's three more months. Just get over the line. They might... They still might. But the the problem becomes... And this is where you call him into question is, last season we, everyone said, oh my God, they're gung-ho attacking. Look at what the front three is doing. But they had no defense. Now it's, oh my God, 17 clean sheets for Allison, Van Dijk player of the year, but the attack can't. You have to, you can't go from one extreme to the other extreme. You have to balance the two and he's not done that. That's why I'm, I say to myself, 
Are they playing to, to their potential? Absolutely not. I wouldn't say it's another extreme, though. It's not as if Liverpool aren't scoring goals this season. It's just they haven't been quite as free I, I'm just worried season. about the dip recently. I'm, I'm worried about... The You're dip. always a big fan of some dip. <laughs> I, I'm just worried about the, you know, the, the seven... Especially the seven point. The, the draw to Leicester and Bournemouth. I think it was Leicester and Bournemouth. The, that two in a row. Mm-hmm. That period. You're just not allowed that kind of wobble. And yes, Alex's argument is, well... You look at it in, in as a whole, the points they've amassed, how they've played, it's fantastic. It's unfair that City are this juggernaut, we get it. Just for context on that and, and the goals thing, goal difference City, 56, goal difference Liverpool, 49, and the next closest is 26. But, but the goal difference is a direct result of the few number of goals that these guys have conceded, not not as a result of the plethora of goals that they've scored. When your goal difference is 49, it's not just clean sheets. Like it's, Sure, you know, but you got to spread it. All I'm saying is Klopp needs to do better in the run-in. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe he'll still do it. And City, to be fair, we'll get to them. But City, the last two games, have won 1-0. An Aguero penalty, uh, kind of a Mahrez goal. So, yeah. you know, City aren't the most solid. It's just this is the season for Liverpool. Also, Liverpool's run-in right now is better than City's run-in. They don't have to play anyone outside the top 10 Again, all these things, whatever the statistical stuff, but this is the season Liverpool fans have been, not last season, yeah. this season, yeah. where they've waited for 20 years or whatever it is that United, you know, 30. laugh at them for. There you go. <laughs> and this is the time to, you know, shut up people like Bernie and be like, mm-hmm. we won the league. Yeah. But if they lose it again, the narrative is just a headline waiting to be written. And Agreed. like, I don't know which way I want it to go. Either way, it's going to be funny, but it's just. Ugh, it's I, annoying. I, I'm with you on that. With yeah. you on that. Anyways, anything else about this game? Uh, well, if they don't win the league, they can just be like, well, we didn't have Ox all season. And yeah. that would have been the thing that put us over the top. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's it? Yeah. We'll move on, I guess. North London Derby. Yeah, North London Derby. Still the best derby, I think, in the land. In which land? In England? Yeah. Yeah. I just feel... Yeah, yeah. I no, just, that's fair. That's fair. Like, not in terms of maybe... It just... Recently, when you look at them, they've been so good. Yeah. Well, because there's no Newcastle Sunderland, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and also, also because Arsenal... Like, Spurs have, have reached up to Arsenal's level and Arsenal have come down and they've kind of met closer to where they've ever been. Yes. It used to be just Arsenal usually just bashes these things and it moves on and Spurs gets the one we're here and there and they're crazy about it and the DVD comes out. But now, it's tightly contested games and they've, you know, they've made for great viewing and... This one was disappointing. This one was at 7.30 in the morning. We got up at the cottage, streamed it legally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember when the last time I was this angry at an Arsenal game because Are you I... joking? No. <laughs> disappointed. Like, you For know, different reasons. You know, like a father disappointment kind of disappointment? Not angry, just like, oh my God, stuff you idiot. No. Just like, I invested emotionally in this game. Arsenal has, for a while, has been like, just watch the 90 minutes, move on, argue a little. Mm. But I was actually quite invested in this game because I thought we deserved it. We played so well away from home, and we came away with nothing in true Arsenal style. So, you're not mad at the performance. No. You're mad at the outcome. Yes. Because the performance deserved a better outcome. I think an aspect of that, too, is there's a bit of unfair feeling, a bit of... We've been robbed here a little bit. And I think that also adds to my anger. I, I think that's fair to an extent. Alex, you have I, a thought. I, th- I think, to be honest, there were decisions on both sides of this game that both sets of fans weren't happy with. I Reading reactions after the game, both sets of fans thought the referee was shit, which is a bit weird for me. But, again, I think you need to take the decisions out of it because the, you're right, the Arsenal performance was good. 
Spurs haven't performed well for like three, four weeks at this point. The Arsenal performance was good. It was defensively solid. It was compact. They hit them on the break. They did very well. And they more than had the chances to win the game. But in the Lacazette yeah. chance, Aubameyang penalty in the last minute. Like you can't ask for more in a game of this size. Yeah. You can't ask for better chances. So you can be angry about this decision or that decision, but ultimately the Arsenal team just have to take responsibility. It was there on a the plate for them. And, but the game, and the game came down to decisions. And that's why I can't, I can't no, take it, it out. No, it didn't. The game came down to Lacazette missing a chance, you know, two yards in front of goal, and Aubameyang missing a penalty yes. in the last minute. Well, like, but wasn't that penalty not a penalty? It's a combination I of, agree, it wasn't, but, you know. Look, it's a combination of both, but Alex, that argument is when Lacazette misses a chance, that is not against the rules of the game. No, of course. You're allowed to miss a chance. And I get it. It's not just refereeing when I say I'm angry and we're robbed. Yes, like Azat had a very good chance. Aubameyang just scored that penalty and it evens out. But at the end of the day, Spurs didn't look like scoring. Okay. They just didn't. And it was a comfortable-ish game. We were fine. And at the end of the day, they got a penalty that was just basic. Like, it was basic... From, it was two errors. The linesman error for the offside and then Mustafi being an absolute numpty as usual. <laughs> and for no reason, just barges into Kane in the back. So it gives the referee a decision to make for no reason. His mm-hmm. brain Doesn't work. needs to be sent into some kind of lab. Yeah. I don't care whether he's still attached to it or not. <laughs> we need answers about what happens in this man's head. I need to see that MRI where the things ping around. <laughs> yeah. And then I bet you, you show him like a, a flash thing and it will like, there's at least two seconds before the first ping happens. It's unbelievable. It's, it's insane you know, how bad it is. The problem with Mustafi is you don't even know who to be mad at because yes, Kane was offside, but then you then see Mustafi and then you just get mad at Mustafi. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, but I, overall I thought, I thought um, Emery got this game spot on. His mm-hmm. starting lineup was spot on. The way we played was spot on. Even Mustafi at right back wasn't a bad decision in, in total. You know, he only had that one bad minute, but unfortunately, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an impact player. He's a yes. saboteur. <laughs> he's an impact player. Um, so he got, his, he got his team perfect. He got his tactics perfect. We dominated the game away from home at White Hart Lane to a, a team which I think are better so, right now than us. So what's wrong with Spurs? Because we, we well, talk about we talk about Liverpool, right, and their stumble. But what's Liverpool haven't lost yet, despite like you know the draws and whatever. Are they still unbeaten. No, one loss. Oh, okay, to City. Yeah, yeah. But um, Spurs have now. Well, they lost two in a row, right? And then they should have lost this. It should it should have been three losses right. on the spin. Harry Kane's comeback. Squad depth. Like they were they were playing well without him, but obviously you still you obviously saw Harry Kane. It's not even a question, but. What is going on with this team? Uh, I think it's squad depth. I think they, if it, plan A isn't working, Llorente is not an option. Lamella is not it. He's not doing it. Um, they just need option A to work. And I just don't think they have the squad depth to change the game, to make it work. And if Harry Kane doesn't produce, or maybe Ericsson, who else is going to do it? Dele Alli is injured. Son, yes, can as well. But if they don't, then they don't. And that's it. Like, even, even their midfield isn't anything special to write home about. Well, the, the midfield is has either, and we've covered this before, but, you know, arguably at the start of the season, their best midfielder, Dembele, sold in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, sorry, in the, in the January transfer window and not replaced. Winks has been brilliant in recent months and he was injured for this game. This midfield that started this game was Wanyama, who is dead. He's mm-hmm. dead. He's, not, he's no longer Wanyama. I don't know who's in there, but it's not him. Uh, Sissoko, who's been like one of their standout players all season. For four games, and now he's back to trash. <laughs> and then Ericsson, who 
is absolutely brilliant, but for the last couple of weeks has looked, frankly, exhausted. And I think that's the key, is that when he's not playing well, mm. that team lacks creativity. And it's, yeah, I mean, Son, was it, he was even playing this week? I don't know. I don't I can't, recall. Like, I, I don't no, recall. I, can't, him I think he I can't did play. remember. I think he but did. He's, he's been out of form for a couple of weeks too. So it, I, yeah, it's a combination of squad depth, and you see now how much they do miss the creativity of, of someone like Delhi. The the problem for Spurs right now is, I mean, if you look at the table, they're three points ahead of United now. It was like fourteen. Well, they were in the whatever. title race, and now they're like yes. seven points. Yeah. Ahead. Only if, despite this result, you're four points behind them. That's not a big gap. No, nope. and they still have to go away to Liverpool and City. Yeah, they are now in a fight. They are. They have been dragged back in the last two weeks into a top four battle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Forget the top. The top two are now on their own, and Spurs. Who were comfortable in third? Comfortable. Yeah. Now I, I, they might not finish third. I don't think they will. They, I think United or Arsenal might might pivot them to third. It's very possible that both of them. I mean, again, only because I'm talking about them going away to Liverpool and City, yeah. and everyone else has a slightly better run in than them. If they don't fix this, which you don't really see them doing unless a miracle happens, they could end up fifth. And then you ask the big question of. What does Pochettino leave? Well, he doesn't care. Point? Does leaving. Kane decide to go away at that point? That, I want them to finish fifth because I want those narratives <laughs> to play out. I'm intri- I'm intrigued by that. All right. Well, speaking of Kane and Pochettino, let's talk about Manchester United. <laughs> um, so this this was a cracker. This yep. we watched right after legally again. Um, <laughs> this was a game. This was a game and a half. This was annoyingly so United. As a non-United fan watching, it always looks. Like you're gonna drop points Nightmares and then of your somehow I just come back out yep. of nowhere. Um, yeah. Tell, I mean, Bernie, tell us how did you feel watching this game? Uh, for the first couple of minutes, I thought, "Oh, it's gonna be. We're gonna beat the hell out of these boys." Then Lukaku missed a couple of chances, and then Valeri. What was the, that? Was a rocket. Valeri. Valerie. Oh, Valerie. Either way, what a hit! Yeah. My God, that was a rocket. An unbelievable hit. I and thought the hit should have hit. I thought he could have, but I don't think he should have. It was it was that good. He saved better, so yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm I'm not. not, No, no, I'm just saying. Like I, I I, I saw it. I went very neutral. I looked at it. He touched it. He could have got it. What did expected saves say? Yeah, is that a thing? I know expected goals is. (laughs) I mean, I I, what a hit! Southampton have that though in their locker. That like long range. It, it seems like every game against Arsenal You're happens. Thinking every of Coco game. Martina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like how. Anyways, no, um, it was it was fat, it one was nil Southampton, sure. and mm-hmm. then United came rallying back. It meant all the goals in this game were fantastic. Pereira's goal was sumptuous as well. Oh, oh. what what the, the to hit that shot on the run like oh yeah 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 no it was beautiful yeah, yeah, he wasn't having a great game up until that point either but that was just but it was absolutely stunning we have to preface this with and, and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for it Alexis Sanchez got injured Diego Dallo came in in within a second he put in a wonderful cross for Rashford up so wait, he came on like he, in he, the forward positions he came on and played the in right the front wing? three. Oh wow and he mm. killed it absolutely killed it I have a question for you buddy mm-hmm. On a scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. how happy are you that Sanchez is injured? I'm actually ecstatic. Like, so like I, I, f- I felt bad. Yeah. I, w- I felt bad when I, when I realized I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I did because you guys don't understand the difference that this boy made compared. To- At this point, anyone can play instead of right. Alexis Sanchez. Right, like Valencia could play up top. Actually, Sanchez. So United come back with a beautiful equalizer, and then Lukaku show starts. Mm-hmm. He. 
I think someone on Twitter said, you think Lukaku just found out he's right-footed, which is why he was so bad recently. He's like, hmm, maybe I'm right-footed. Yeah, <laughs> so, all four of his, his last four goals are open on his right foot. But these two were like, you know, people would pay for that kind of thing, right-footed mm-hmm. players. So that, the first one was beautiful. Um, yep. And then Beckham came back. My God. With a beautiful free kick. Gorgeous. Uh, that guy really, like, he's me. If I was a football player, worth props. He's me. Because I would be the guy that just copies Beckham as much as possible, <laughs> regardless of, of how good I am. It's like know? the weekend they give Beckham a statue. He's like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Beautiful free kick. That one was unsavable. That, was, that one that was, was unsavable. Um, and that's the point where I thought, you know what? It's like 80-something minute. Southampton are going to see this out. Great result for the Arsenal. I'll take the draw at Spurs. Mm-hmm. Everything's good. And then Lukaku again, beautiful right foot finish. It was, I, you know what? It was so good because I didn't see it coming. Mm. You know, I didn't. the The way he's curled it around, it was it was brilliant. And he's got a lot of stick. He's still not the best striker, whatever. But the guy scores goals. His goal record now, he's tied with Ian Wright in Premier League goals. Ian Wright scores a lot of goals in the first to, division. Yeah. He's you know he passed Drogba a long time ago. He's passed. He's nineteenth in the in the in the Premier League. The guy's only 25. When he's done, he's going to be, like, top 10. He's just a good football player. Let's just and leave don't, it. Don't forget, don't forget to take off the shirt, show him my fat celebration. Yep. You know what? You remember he was fat. Like, let's yeah, not act was. like he wasn't fat. He, he went to the gym and he worked on it. <laughs> now he's willing to take off his shirt. Yeah. Let's not forget Now that. he's ready for Instagram. <laughs> I just don't understand why there was ever a period where he wasn't in the gym. Yeah. It's like, that, that's a good portion of your job description. <laughs> like, go to the gym. Um, but yeah, no, fantastic result for United. Now, now you know, United, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, what, what's the stat? Th- 12 and 13 well, or something? He's got like something like 32 points out of 36. That's just just to something clear, like that. you'd give him the job. I still want to see if you get into the top four, I really do, but I don't think that Tottenham will get into the top four, which means United get in, so give him the job. Oh, my only thing is this. There is no better managerial performance in the history of football. There's not been one. So if this is an audition for the role, I mean, get Zidane, it. Zidane did pretty well. Well, in the sense of... <laughs> you think Guardiola is all right. Yeah. Well, in the sense of, I mean... Short term. Points-wise. Sure. Number of points, it's actually never been done this well. Right. So if that is your audition for a job, you've passed it. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't think there's anything more he could have possibly done. No, impossible. Physically, yeah. I, I mean, other than beating PSG like six nil in aggregate, that might still happen. Well, yeah. could be six well, two. Well, there. Hey, fantastic. Just play Diego Dallo up front, and you might just do it. You might, eh? <laughs> um, let's take a break with some mumus. We've got a lot this week. Oh yes. I be mumu. One thing we are no sure, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. Move over the week time now, and I will start with two places that are similar in some respects. Sunderland and South Korea. North Korea, even. Oh, wow. Um, Tom, why, why are they similar? I'm sorry, I'm trying to... Is there a dictator? Are people are, living in labor camps? They are starved of resources and possibly happiness. Fair enough. Right. <laughs> Tom Foudy, who is a, a Sunderland native and an Oxford University graduate, um, a Chinese studies student, um, set up a Sunderland supporters club in Pyongyang. Hmm. Well, they've got the colours. When asked about how many people were in this group, he said diplomatically, we're starting from scratch. Hmm. So none. 
Um, <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't go the North Korean route and just say like a hundred million people. I have questions. There's no, there's no fact checking. <laughs> yeah. What What are your questions? I mean, Why? Excuse my ignorance. <laughs> but are they not allowed to watch international TV? Maybe someday we'll play a friendly preseason friendly. Maybe North Korea has a dozen subscription. So are they are they gonna watch like Kevin Phillips Sunderland on reruns <laughs> or like what, which version of Sunderland are we watching? The it's, winning version. It's unclear. <laughs> I mean, Faudi goes on to say that that they do like their football in North Korea, and he sees like football shirts, Brazil and Barcelona and stuff around that they accept goods donated if they're not if there's no political but this is a country that thought that they won the world cup in 2010 because that's right. what they were told or something I mean, like that allegedly so <laughs> maybe maybe Sunderland have won the league last season we're just we're just unaware yeah. we're just unaware I mean he, really? d- he does address the, the joke that I made at the beginning when he says there's been some jokes about comparing Sunderland and North Korea but I'm not sure what kind of serious comparison could be made seeing the politics and society is so different thanks for pointing that out Tom yeah. <laughs> alright well I've got one short and sweet um, here it is <laughs> this happened like a few days ago. It was it was. I'm, I'm very excited about so, that. So, in the most American soccer thing to ever happen, Atlanta United isn't playing their Champions League match at home because their shared stadium is hosting a monster truck event. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it is so so stereotypical. It literally went. Sorry, lads, you can't play your Champions League home game because monster truck. Monster truck. Monster. That's what was the scheduling conflict. Monster truck. Monster truck. It is the most American thing ever. I assume they have, like, the field that they can take out and then replace. Or no, it just goes on top. Unbelievable. Yeah, and you get, like, the little hills. and the, To be fair, it's probably more entertaining. Than Frank watch. DeBoer? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think he's going to mess this up. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I read this. Tears. Instantly. I do more. One thing where I know, Sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. So, back to the Premier League. Mm. Um, London Derby, another London Derby. Yeah. Um, equally exciting. The rich part of town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Fulham hosted Chelsea. Chelsea up and down, up and down. Um, this was an up. Um, they uh, they played quite well, actually. Um, beating Fulham 2-1 away from home. Uh, all the goals in the first 30 minutes of this game. Mm-hmm. And then nothing happened. Yeah, it's weird that. Yeah. Higuain had a good game. Like like a striker's instinct kind of game. Is that is that surprising to you? Because well, when you say Higuain has a good game, it should be every game. Yes, and especially against Fulham. <laughs> Although, I, what I will say for, for Fulham and for Scott Parker, who is now the new manager, or interim manager mm-hmm. after they sacked Ranieri, is that I thought possibly just based on the fact that Scott Parker was a solid defensive midfielder, that he would try and shut things down mm-hmm. and possibly park at the bus. But he had, <laughs> he to, had, to, get had to, to get in there. But he very much didn't. He went back to the, the passing style of play that Fulham were playing when they went up. And they looked a lot better for it. Well, yes, except if you must be bad if Jorginho does something against you. And in this case, he scored a goal. So you must be very, very bad. Great finish. Great <laughs> finish. Love it. Really Great finish. And you could see how happy the guys were for him. Like, literally, like, it was literally like, ha, take that Twitter. And like, you could see them celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was... After missing that penalty, he had no right to score that one. That penalty was a disgrace. It was one of the, yeah, it really was. But, sorry, just on the Jorginho, you must have been bad if he scores against you, Logic. Chelsea conceded to Callum Chambers, so... Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> My boy Callum Chambers is not a joke. Big Cal is going to be back at Arsenal next year. Big Cal is going to get relegated I, I, two seasons in a row. Tell me he didn't sign permanently. No, no, no. He no, didn't? No. 
Oh, so you still have a chance. Yeah. Better than Mustafi is all I'm going to say. No, Arsenal gave him a five-year contract then loaned him out immediately. It's very strange. Because, it's like the Chelsea role. Why didn't you bring him? Like, why didn't you cancel his loan and bring him back when Mustafi started acting there like were, a fool? There were talks in <laughs> January. Years ago? There were talks in January. <laughs> what talks? Like that we might, uh, but apparently Chambers doesn't have that in his contract because Arsenal are idiots. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, Kepa was Kepa was back. He started himself. This right, game. He was brilliant. He was okay. He had a good game. Obviously, when he was the highlights. Mm-hmm. But you actually sit there and like, you don't just take the hype and you watch this, the chances. They're all in the middle of the goal. Like This is what people said about the De Gea performance against Spurs. Like You've got to be in the no. right position to save them. And the Mitrovic one was spectacular. Look, all of them, he was somehow like horizontal in the air, but the ball was in the middle of the goal. Like He, he was like saving them for the cameras. I get it. He, he did what he had to do, but it wasn't like anything outstanding out of this world. When you pay $75 million, you make those saves with your eyes closed. My question is... Why does it matter if he was brilliant or not? Because I, I feel like it's a narrative to say, oh my God, he's came come back from this fine and, and whatever, and he's brilliant. It's like, who cares? It's obvious, because I have a, an agenda. No, yeah. no, 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 not about you. It's more no, about no, more against this, Alex. This, this, this is why it matters. No. It matters because I have an agenda. <laughs> yes, it's because anytime he does something oh, average or, or less, Mohamed brings yes, it up. Yes, because he costs $75 billion. Which is not his fault. Yeah. And he's had a horrendous season. Yeah, no. Uh, he's had a horrendous season. He's had like a 6 out of 10 season. Okay, that's a bummer. And apparently, that's according, a, that's a <laughs> according, according to Alex, that's okay because he's 21. Yeah, I think it is if you're 21. No. But anyway, yes. the, the, the point of this is, my, my overarching point and my agenda yeah. is, this is Fulham. You shouldn't have to be outstanding as a goalkeeper against that's, Fulham. That's a very good point. That's fair. That's a very good point. But then you have David Luiz in front of you. And things happen. Welcome to my world. Welcome to my agenda. Thank you, Mo. I appreciate it. <laughs> Any other it. agendas before we move on? Let's uh, um, Ramos one later. <laughs> <laughs> If Fulham go down, Bernie, you love a fire sale. They've got some tasty players to what? pick up. Where? Who? Jean-Michel Serri. Not Nothing to do with them. Ryan Sessignon. Nothing to do with them. What? Come on. Sherla. They, they've all been shit. Mitrovic. Substrate. What am I doing with them? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's better than Alexis. Mitrovic can go back to Newcastle. Good point. Getting rid of him was a mistake. Yeah, although Rondon's quite nice. Anyway, m- too much about this. Mm. Bournemouth had... 22% possession against Manchester City. So they didn't show up. <laughs> no shots. That low possession. They literally... Like, I've, I've heard the people said that all they wanted to do was preserve goal difference. <laughs> like This is, is actually what I heard and I, I was like, why? <laughs> I don't understand. Unbelievable. Yeah, like, still, when you look at the score, I mean, City... Oh my God, sorry. It was 18%... Posi- no, wait. I heard 18. 18. 18. Sorry, it's 18. Yeah. Unbelievable. Alex did 100 minus 82 and his head to 22. Yeah. Uh, when they say quick math is what that is. <laughs> I don't have quick maths. <laughs> one plus one. Um, so a lot of injuries though for City during this game. De Bruyne and Stones. Although apparently the Stones was just precautionary. But De Bruyne's out again. Mm. Mm. I, I think I think they'll play better now. Just this, That's just me. But that's again, maybe, you're, you're maybe a semi-agenda. It, uh, it's, it's, they, you're not wrong. I mean... Mares is not who you want. I don't think he's been very good. He so hasn't. I think if they do a David Silva, Bernardo Silva thing instead of KDB, then sure. But not Mares is not going to make them play better. No, Sani, Sani, Sterling, um, and Bernardo done. Yeah. done. That's all you need. All you need. Don't mess around with it. Stop tinkering. Just play Sani. You, you, you want me? I'll, I'll help your KDB agenda. Wait, is it is it an anti KDB agenda yeah. or anti Man City playing? Like, what what is the the agenda? Because I got I got K- something. KDB is overrated. Okay, here's here, here's bollocks. here's an agenda. Here's a step. Here's a step. Give it to me. Mohan is doing his own fraud or goat right now. In the same number of games, <laughs> yeah. 
Pogba has 10 more goals and assists than KD. Preach. <laughs> like this season? No, no. 50 games. Uh. Over the last two seasons, 50 games. Pogba has 10 more goals than listen, assists. Listen, listen. That is sensational. Not to turn this into 12-year-old Twitter. But, all, but, but turn it, turn it, bro, turn it. All KDB does mm. is literally, doesn't look up. Mm. He just whips it in mm. and hopes and prays. Mm. He oh, just whips it in. Mm. All he does is he looks down, whips mm. it in. Agenda! Whips. This is such nonsense. And then once in a while, he'll shoot it from like 20 miles away with his left foot. And he'll get the crazy screamer once in a while. Fraudulent Coutinho. In, That's in, all it is. In, in uh, honor of Rashid, this is an agenda P. <laughs> we will not explain what that means. Just take it for what it is. <laughs> Absolutely. So, products. anyways, uh, glad we all agree there. Um, that's pretty much it for the Premier League. The only thing... Sorry, that was be, our fraud or goat for the That was our fraud goat for the week. Yeah, we're not doing it this week. It's KDB fraud. Um, this is our best one. Um, uh, Leicester did uh, appoint Brendan Rodgers. He did appoint him. So, he lost his first game 2-1 to Watford. Standard for Rodgers. Yeah, but uh, you know, training training pictures are out, and he's been pointing at stuff. So um, it's all gonna it's all gonna be fine. Have you heard the compilation of him saying uh, his team has great character? Okay, have you seen that? No. You need to watch that. Uh, Brendan Rodgers, guys, guys, Rodgers is a don. He gets good jobs in football. Mm-hmm. He he divorced his wife and got with like this super hot young lady. He does his hair, his teeth. He look he like he's living the life that as a kid you'd be like, I want that life. Mm-hmm. He's killing it. Mm-hmm. I can't hate. I can't hate. I can't hate. He's also a good manager. Yeah. I and he's, he seems like a nice guy. I'm gonna make a bet right now. I think he he'll be sacked in two years. Well everyone's sacked in two years. Yeah everyone's sacked No no in two but years. if he's that good he has to change the mold that was happening at Leicester. They won the league. He cannot be the status. He can. You cannot continue doing what everyone else is doing and then say he's a good manager. I think he will make Leicester a better team, and it's more likely that he has a bigger job in two years than he has a, oh, a, a smaller job. A bigger job than Leicester. I'm saying it's like more. Like, I'm saying it's more likely he has a bigger job than he goes down a level. Is Everton a bigger job? No. Same. No, Everton is a bigger club. It's it not. is a bigger job. It's not. No, it, it's a bigger club, but it's not a bigger. It's not a. The level. Guys, I'm sorry, but Leicester were nobody until two years ago. That's what I'm saying. That's fine, but right now they are clubs of similar stature with similar amounts of money to spend and and similar. Everything's a more prestigious team. It's more prestigious. So they're a bigger team. Sure, there's more history, but in terms of the job that you can do with that team right now, they're at exactly the same point. In two years' time, he'll be in China, guaranteed. (laughs) Absolutely. Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Shake on it right now. All right, right, it's happened. Wait, hold on. Is the bet that he like? I'm saying he'd be in China. You said he'll be in China guaranteed. Fine, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I just witnessed the like is that Aubameyang celebration. Right um, all right, let's um, take a break and then go to the Premier League. Uh, Champions League. Yep. Uh, the uh, Super League. Uh, yeah. So Champions League. Um, let's take a look at what happened two weeks ish ago mm-hmm. and try and preview what's going to happen this week because it's a European week. Sure. So, Dortmund versus Spurs. This this one was a fantastic result for Spurs. This was at like Spurs' is like peak. They were playing fantastic football, killing it. And um, I think I, can, I think we discussed this off air, but I just felt that it was a waiting game. Dortmund and Spurs are both head-to-head, equal. Same, same type of team, yeah? Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Dortmund in the last 20 minutes or so just let it all go. They mm-hmm. went, oh my God, we need to win and score an away goal. I don't know why they kind of freaked out. And then they just... 
completely lost their shape. I, I think it's the, also the age of the team showed a little bit. They're mm-hmm. all a very young team. Very naive performance. Yeah, and then they just lost the game in the last 20 minutes. I was, I was going to say the experience really really paid there. Like In the last couple of seasons of Champions League campaigns, Spurs have been the young, naive team that get done by you know attacking when they shouldn't or what have you. And this time they were just on the other side of that experience gap. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Very, very... Uh, so think the very well analyzed. Yeah, thank you. All right. Yeah, this is what this is the type of stuff you get on. on this is what you get, <laughs> and, and it's free. Can you imagine? <laughs> Although, send money if you want. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Under the gmail dot com. Real Madrid versus Ajax. This was actually a good game. So good. So good. And Benzema played really well this game, as he has. For uh, this season, no. This season, why? No. Why you hate agenda no, again? No, no, no. It's not. It's not agenda. Oh. I actually like the guy. Oh, but I don't like that people are saying he's having a good season when you look at the statistics. Someone said the word for me. Statistics. He's had much better seasons. It's. It's like if he's an elite striker, let's not let's not stoop to this level. Sure, let's not do that. We're we're comparing him to himself over the last couple of years. He's having a better individual season for himself. No, he's not. Again, look at the number of goals. Even when Ronaldo was there, he's paling comparison to where he what was. What do you call it when you look at like numbers that make up like facts? What do you call it? What? What do you call it? Like, Lies? What's that word? No. Like context? No. I don't know what you're looking for. I'm trying to get and say statistics again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Benzema. At least the narrative is that he's having a better season. You know. Twitter and the media, they shape this. And the, the, the overall idea is that he's having a better season for whatever reason. But this game specifically, uh, uh, Ramos got a red card at the end intentionally. He clearly just said, I did it because he didn't want to get it in this game and then miss. He, he thinks they're through. It's over. Mm-hmm. Um, with, you know, I think it was two away goals. It's two away goals. Um, so I think they should be fine. But again, Madrid are so up and down this season that anything can happen. I mean, Ajax need to go. Sorry, Benny. No, I, go ahead. Ajax need to go to the Bernabeu and win 2 0. It's, yes. it's a big ask for this team. They're extremely talented. They've got some unbelievable young players, but it is a huge thing. Yeah, they're, they're going out, that's for, that's for sure, unless a miracle happens. But this was their chance, and they gave a very good account of themselves in this particular game. Shop window. And Sergio Ramos was terrible in yeah. this game. Just, just putting it out there. And uh, there's sure. another game somewhere that we'll talk about where he was worse. Sure but, enough. Okay. Um, while we're talking about uh, Real Madrid, um, Raul gets in touch and says, I'm trying to get Gareth Bale to leave my club. Do you think there's any chance Chelsea might be interested in getting him as part of a hazard deal? Yes. Um, assuming that their transfer ban gets postponed oh, or cancelled. No. <laughs> um, and how about Man United? No. No chance. No chance what? No chance that Man United will go for Gareth Bale. It's too Bale. late now. Two no seasons chance. ago, maybe, when he was hot and it was a thing, and yes... But now, why would United... Do? I just don't feel like, yes, they have the money, but why? Like I think, yes, if Madrid come in for Hazard and Chelsea look around the market and go, well, who can we get that will plug that hole? It might have to be a Bale. The thing is the injuries. Like I think Bale will regain his confidence back in England. Yes. It's just, can he play more than 20 games a season? I think if you're doing... I think the, the Chelsea makes sense if in the context of, of Hazard. I yeah. think... They, in my opinion, they would actually be dumb not to try and work something out to get Bale for Hazard. I don't think he comes to Manchester United. 
mainly because they've been burnt by this Alexis Sanchez thing. It would be a 29-year-old guy who's injured coming in to revamp himself again. I don't think you'd play that card two times. No, I agree. Um, sorry, Raul had a second question, which we kind of skipped over because of the Spurs thing, but he said, how far can Spurs go in the Champions League? Great first leg win over Dortmund, and they're practically in the quarters. Are they capable of beating one of, the Europe, one of Europe's big boys and making it to the semis? No, they're out next round. Okay. Yeah. Well, depends it. on who I mean, they, they get. No? Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they they're out a, next round. If they get a Porto, <laughs> no, if they get a Porto or a Roma, they're through. Mm. I mean, it would be a great game if it's a Roma, but I, I don't. Not I, for Roma. <laughs> for the agenda that I'm spinning right now, they're out. Sure. Okay. Um, Porto Roma. Um, this was a great result for Rome, seeing that they were. They've been also up and down. You don't know what you're gonna get, and they haven't been as consistent this season. Um, so, you know, this was, I think, at home, though. It was at home. That's why I was surprised by kind of the the joy at which this result was received or the kind of perceived idea that Roma did really well here. They did well to, to come back and win, but 2-1 is very dangerous. Porto need to win 1-0 at home. That's it. Right, right. And Roma, Roma, since then, by the way, have been in horrendous form. And I don't see Roma keeping a clean sheet. No, I, I, ever. But that's the thing. Again, a 1-1, they're through. It's not far-fetched. They just need to go and get a draw. I mean, this is why you win your home, blank. So you yeah. can go and draw away. If you're going to lose away, then, you know. Di Francesco's job is on the line, supposedly. If he loses this game, supposedly he's out. Like, well, if, they, they, if they lose the tie, supposedly he's out, out of a job. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if we'll have time, so I'll, we'll talk about it a little bit now. But they just lost the Rome derby 3-0. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. and they were, I think they were ahead of Lazio before the game, and they were beneath them after it. It was, it was a devastating loss. Roma were horrendous. And Di Francesco is under serious pressure. And so is Monchi, actually. Yeah. And Monchi's record of, of signings has been called into question. Something for Arsenal fans to think about is that Arsenal fans want the club to solve the defensive problems. And Monchi, for the last couple of transfer windows, has not come close to solving Roma's problems at centre-back. Absolutely. Doesn't matter, mate. Why? Because uh, Koscielny and Socrates is better than uh, no, he, he he's gonna figure it out at Arsenal. New fresh fresh start, new oh. year, new me. No, oh, yeah. sure. faith, faith. That's oh, a good yeah. thing to have. I mean, it, it'll be June. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, PSG United, uh, mm. PSG mm. are two 0 from the first leg. Two yep. away goals at Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. Um, no Cavani and no Neymar again. But you know, Mbappe is literally the hottest thing out there right now. He's an unbelievable form. He beat, how do you say, Cayenne or whatever? Caen. Caen. Oh, Caen, like where the festival is. No. Oh. Was um, it C-A-E-N? Or C-N-N-E-S? Yeah, where's the festival? You know the very famous yeah, festival? That's in Caen. That's yeah. in Caen. Like Different? C-A-N-N-E-S. Oh, no, no. This is, this is C-A-E-N. Oh, that, that, no. Ah, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> still, still a little cultural reference there. Yeah, At least well I knew done. about the festival. Well done. Anyway. Well done. Petit fromage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Omelette du Omelette du fromage. Um, so yeah, so this one is, you know, miracles can happen and everything. But if you had to, you know, bet your ass, your ass, I mean, it would be on PSG going through because you don't see PSG not scoring a goal. I think. I think PSG will get one. Oh, hundred percent. And then United need three. Three. Well, I mean, you're we're asking United to score three goals there without reply. It's not going to happen, especially considering they have. Nine first team players out. No Herrera, Matic, Martial, Lingard. Forget it. Like, let's Jesus. just play the young so young kids and have a go. Yeah. What lineup? What's the lineup going to be then? Probably Dallo and uh, Pereira and Fred and Paul. And Paul can't even play. 
So, oh yeah, so we're, yeah, we're mid- talking about we're talking about McTominay, Fred, and Andreas Pereira in the midfield. Dear That's God. what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. So, so forget it. On the other hand, you won't have to face Ward Prowse. So. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. that's true. Um, so yeah, so this one I think PSG should should go through. Um, this is this week's previews only, right? There's still like another half yeah, of games later on. Juve, Atleti, etc. We'll yeah. talk about it next Monday. We will. Um, I think pretty much. I mean, out of these guys, I think. PSG probably the strongest team in this bracket. Uh, it's not a bracket. I oh, know. Oh, Real Madrid, no. Oh yeah, Real Madrid as well. Who? Real Madrid. Oh, cool. It, it's Madrid and PSG out of these two that you you kind of don't want to face, I guess. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's it's there's a lot of teams that you know Roma, Porto, Spurs. It's not the most kind of glamorous. Is an open Champions League at least this side of it? Yeah, very very open. I don't think anyone is, but is. Supremely better than the even PSG can have a very hard time against someone like Spurs. Spurs are. I think they're gonna have a, a tough time against United, let alone the next round. I tell you who are emerging as favorites for me, and we'll get onto it. We'll use this as a way to get onto it. But I think Barcelona are emerging as as the best team in Europe this season. Well, let's huh? talk about La Liga then. Oh, sorry, I I, I was shocked at what he said. Always at the wheel. Sorry, I just had to. Yeah, fair enough. Sure. It, I have to get it out. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I mean, back to Spain now. <laughs> um, There's plenty of olés in Spain, mate. Olé, 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 Messi, Messi, Messi. I thought we'd start with that Messi. just to okay, get it out sure. the system. So let's let's put it in context. Yes, he didn't. Start. I have been blessed. I know you guys don't. No, care. no, 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 no. By no. three classicals. We're all in this together. Okay, I ha- we have been blessed by three classicals in a week. Alex is oh, undecided. Sorry, sorry, hold on one second. No, no, no. We have not been blessed with three classicals because these classicals have been trash. No, I completely disagree. I mean, come on. It's not the uh, Messi, Ronaldo. It's not the blood and gut. Not the Pepe gang sent off. These are not that fun. I would still put him top of the list for games to watch in the season. El Clasico is still no, the game. For me, it's, it's not the game when it's Vinicius Jr. I'm watching. No, it's... I, I, he's I, very I've exciting. enjoyed watching. Anyways, look, I get it. You want the Ronaldo Messi, but before that, there was no that either. And no, Clasicals are still I the want thing. Pepe trying to stop like, Messi in the face. I want blood and guts. I want all of it. Ramos is literally elbowing Messi left, right, and center. And it's, Messi's literally going up to the referee with like, check out my lips, mate. Anyways, point is, I really enjoy Clasicals. I know they've kind of lost their, their, their hue a little bit recently, but I still enjoy them. I can't wait for them. And I've enjoyed having three of them in a week um, two in the cup and then one in the league um, the cup started off with a 1-1 draw at the Bernabeu Madrid with a brilliant performance in the first game mm-hmm. um, played really well Vinicius has been raw to be fair raw. some decision making here and there has been off but Obviously. that is expected at 18 um, but he has been the spark he has been the first name on the team sheet for them in the last month or so. He's been killing it. You can see that the players trust him with the ball. They give it to him a lot. He's, you know, he's been phenomenal. I think he's if he continues like this, he's going to be big, 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 big. Yep, bigly, bigly. bigly. <laughs> I agree. Okay, um, and then so that ended one one. Racket. Mm-hmm. Uh, who scored the goal? Was it Racket? I can't remember the first game. Anyways, one one. Then they went back, and I thought honestly thought at the way Barcelona played the leg. That Madrid have a big chance at the Bernabeu to make it to the final and, you know, kick out Barcelona. The, Salvage from something from the season. Exactly. Um, they didn't, though. Even though, to be fair to them, up until like the 70th minute or whenever Barcelona scored, Madrid had this game. They, were, they dominated the first half completely at the Bernabeu. They played really well. Everything looked like it was going fine. Vinicius probably should have scored two. Yep. All-star Benzema... Mm-hmm. 
should have scored one, shouldn't have missed that. That was an unbelievable miss. And then Ter Stegen had one unbelievable save, I think, at the end of the game, there's, if there's, I'm not mistaken. Ter Stegen like is, so. is, is the best keeper in the world. Mm, all black. No. no. Not Ter Stegen. What do you mean, no? No. Ter Stegen is the best. Ter Stegen has it all. The nope. black and Ter Stegen have the nope. same saving ability, but Ter nope. Stegen has the not feet even close. way and above. Not even close. Anyways, just my opinion that Ter Stegen yeah. is current. If I had to pick one keeper to join a team that I am making, it would be Ter Stegen today. Who would you pick? I'd have the hair. And? All black. Okay, great. Uh, it's good. Yeah. It's good. We're diversifying. Yeah. Representation. Exactly. Um, Even though they're all white. And tall. Where's the shot, guys? <laughs> um, so... Fine. I'll take a nana. <laughs> a spina over here? No, absolutely <laughs> Still not. Still the hair. <laughs> um, so that somehow ended up 3-0 to, to Barcelona. Completely undeserved that game, but they pulled through. Suarez with... You know, a horrendous performance, but again, he comes up with goals. That's just what he's been doing this season. Barca fans are unhappy with him. He's getting slightly old. He's losing that edge. Um, but he does produce at the end of the day, stats-wise. Imagine being unhappy with someone for getting a bit old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the standards Barcelona and Madrid fans have is just... When you're done... Like, right now, Madrid fans are literally cannot wait to see the back of Marcelo. It blows my mind. One of the best players in their history... And they just like, I can't wait till Marcelo leaves. <laughs> like, that's how short-term yep. Madrid fans can be. And it, it, it's cutthroat at Madrid. It just is. I think the only football club in the world right now that actually makes heroes and legends and loves them is Man United. I can't see another football team that does that. How can, I mean, how can you say that? Like, Barcelona, the standards are high, but, you know. With well, their, in a sense of, like, they have, they have undying. Liverpool, yes. At least with Stevie G, that was probably the last one I could think about. And mm-hmm. Salah will be like that. But Manchester United fans make heroes out of John O'Shea. Make heroes out of anybody, and they love them, and they're sad when they leave. Well, it helps when they win every tournament. Like, Antonio Valencia is leaving, and all the thanks for the love have already started showing up. Mm. But Marcelo's being shoved out <laughs> of Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. although, although, I do wonder, like, where does it start? Does it start with the fans and their culture, or does someone like Florentino Perez give the fans this culture because he's the one that keeps changing everything 10 minutes it doesn't work you change the manager the striker's not working sell him buy a new one it, I think it comes from him more than it does but, but Ma- Madrid have gone on the best run in the history of football in the last 5 years yes undeniably what is it 4 and 5 yep. 4 and 5 yeah that is undeniably will never be repeated and it's one of the be- it is the best 5 year run any team can hope for 4 Champions Leagues 4 and all of us, it's just all out the window, and it's like, oh my god, we're back in you know, tatters, and it's fine. Just take a season. They need to be relegated or something. <laughs> I just, it's I, we've talked about this before, but it's just not good for a fan base to have sustained success because then they just get they get mentally yeah. completely warped. Well, let, let me let me walk my statement back a little bit because when Sergio Ramos, even though I hate him, leaves, probably they're gonna cry. Yeah, I, I assume the yeah. fans are going to be a little bit upset. Yeah, about that. he has the most red cards in La Liga history now, fifty, I think, or so. Ah, uh, good. He was going for that, so I'm glad he finally. I, I think that. he actually wants that. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I really do. Well, it reaches a point where when you get to like ten, twelve, you're like, well, I might as well have this record. Yeah, it's yeah. like Richard done with own goals. I gotta do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the third Clasico we got was in the league. Um, this one was really for Barcelona. If they if they win this, they can pretty much seal the league. I know Atleti are there, but Barca fans look at it as like, let's say we can start to really focus on the Champions League a little bit. We can rest more players in the league. And they did it. This was a really good performance by Barcelona mm-hmm. at the Bernabeu again, mm-hmm. um, beating Madrid. So basically Madrid in three games could not, I think they mustered one goal. 
yep. because they lost this one one nil. Mm-hmm. So they mustered one goal, which was a draw at the Bernabeu. I mean, you know, it just wasn't good enough, and they're you know their fans let's, are obviously unhappy. Let's put this into context because you are gonna say what you're gonna say, and I and I am all here for it. But the fact of the matter is, we've had four classicals this year or something like that, and Messi played. Well, he didn't play the first one. And they won five something or whatever Barcelona. Yeah, 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 they did. He basically didn't play these last three because he well, he didn't, he didn't play the first one, the first of this this stretch because he was injured. The last two, he's not actually played very well at all. And got called out by his manager. Forget, I no, get no, it. No, I know. He's You're been right. historic. He's been great. But if there is, if we have to at least say one time in a season that Messi didn't play well and his manager calls him out, that's what it is. And they still trounce this team. The thing that is, that shows this. you where Real Madrid are right now. Yes, but watching 90 minutes of football, you just see that when Messi gets the ball, there is this fear factor that just happens. It just creates this The manager say that he needs to do more or not? No, 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 that's fine. The manager did say it. So let's, for once, not say anything else, but Messi didn't play well. I'm entitled to my opinion. No, you're not. (laughs) No? (laughs) No, you're not. Not right now. Not at all? No, no not okay. right now. So anyways, the point is that Messi, in the 90 minutes, when he gets the ball, you see that fear factor. The defense just, it falls apart. The opposition just are not sure what to do. And Messi always picks up the right pass. And if it's not an assist or a goal, he just makes them pick from midfield, unfortunately. But, oh, let's not forget, Rakitic, this series, has been really good the last three games. He scored oh, the... Interesting, man. Oh, my God. He scored that 1-0 chip. The chip was beautiful. Mm. Which is weird because he, I thought, was not of Barcelona quality. Yeah, I thought that he wasn't capable of anything good. In Him life. and PK step up in, in Classicals like crazy. That's something I want to ask you about. What was the centre-back pairing for the previous class, the previous two Classicals? Because oh. PK and Longley were yeah. wonderful in this one. Yes, I think Umtiti might have played one of the games, but I think Longley played most of the games. And now, right now, there's a Barca Twitter um, like debate about who should partner PK. Is it Longley or is it Umtiti? Because they've both been good. Mm. They both give different qualities. Umtiti is more physical and a real defender, like you, how you think about him. He plays on the front foot more yeah. than the other two. Longley is a bit more like good for the passing with the Busquets and back have and forth. Have they tried Umtiti Longley? I was going to say. No, because no, PK, I, I, I'm just, I, I don't PK is an absolute phenomenal player for Except, Yes, yes. He was good. Except for the fact that if Vinicius Jr. could finish, and there were a couple of those that were honestly PK's fault, we might not be saying the same thing. I think PK has done everything he could in throughout his career to deserve more respect than he is given. He is phenomenal. You talked to Barcelona. Didn't you call him a fraud? No. I'm the one that said go. And everyone went fraud. I don't know why. I don't know why he gets that hate. I'm, I'm going to go sure. back to the tape on this one. <laughs> maybe because maybe yeah. the Ronaldo rinsing once in a while maybe comes up. But I honestly feel, game. other than that, like, Ronaldo, fine. But you argue Ronaldo's the best player in the world. He's allowed to do that to you. Yeah, fine. Like, I don't know. Pique just doesn't get enough love. I think he's fantastic. I mean, for me, it was seeing them. I forget who they were playing, but it was one of the bottom five teams in La Liga. This was like a couple months ago. And there was a guy playing on the left who just kept rinsing PK every time he got the ball. And it was like it was like watching something out of planet Earth, you know, like when a wolf finds a, a, a baby deer and just attacks it. Yeah. Like it was that pathetic. And it's not as if his game has ever been built on pace anyway. So no. you can't say it's a degradation of, of Gerard PK. Yeah, and a center backs never want to be dragged like into those of battles course. anyway. Yeah. So um before we move on, a bit of like Brady said, a little bit of history, just at least for a lot of people that care. Um, so after 242 uh, Classico matches, um, before Messi 
Barcelona had 66 wins and Madrid had 87. Barcelona have now officially eclipsed them at 96 to 95. So it just gives you that domination in the last, what, 10 years that Barcelona have had over Madrid. This is the first time in history that Barcelona have more uh, classical wins, right. which is fantastic for them. And during that period um, in El Clasico, Messi has the most goals, most assists and most hat-tricks. Um, he's, he's delivered for them in El Clasicos and obviously we remember all the moments, the Champions League moments and all that stuff. And it's nice, it must be nice for Barcelona fans to finally kind of get over the Madrid dominance that they've just, of course, the Champions League recently, but just the head-to-heads, at least, has always been in Madrid's favour. Yeah, well, not only that, but those records presumably started being compiled when Real Madrid, you know, were under the control of the dictator of the country. I was going to so, say, Franco must be rolling in his grave right, <laughs> right now and very upset. If, yeah. if he he's in... Hell, somewhere, wondering what's happening. Well, Florentino's going to join him soon, and he'll, he'll have some questions. <laughs> um, we have a couple of minutes for Italy. Yeah, although, quickly, uh, sticking with Spain, I just want to comment oh. on uh, Getafe winning again, retaining their top four spot, which is unbelievable. Imagine Getafe in the Premier League, in the Champions League. Unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. And uh, the renaissance story that is Alvaro Morata, who got another two goals this Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's Oh, Ooh. sorry. Siri, Siri wants about Morata. Anyways, she loves Morata. Point is this. Mm. Stats-wise, Renaissance period. You watch the game, their headers from a free kick. Like, I, I just say, I want to put it in context. There's so, their headers from the dead ball situations. He's not all of a sudden transforming his overall That's play. That's how Atleti score, bro. Sure. I, I'm, I'm not saying anything. I'm just putting the facts out there. Okay. He's scoring from dead ball situations. He's not... In this game. It, it, the game against... Uh, Listen... Le- the depth that Morata was at at Chelsea, sure. he's, he's played four five games and he's sure. scored four or five goals. All he's doing was, well. Sorry, Bernie. Uh-huh. All uh-huh. I will say is that the reason I'm saying this is because when I heard of the Renaissance, mm-hmm. I went and watched the highlights excitedly, saying I, I was happy for him. I was like, mm-hmm. let's see, maybe he finishes bottom right and mm-hmm. takes on a dude. And they were just underwhelming. That's all. But the, Okay, there, I, I agree with your point, only because he started at Chelsea like a house on fire. So And he was decent at Real Madrid and Juve. decent at Juve. Mm-hmm. You, in fact, although the stats are not on his side at Juve, but whatever. So for me, it's more, let's see how this pans out. I've seen this story before with Alvaro Morata. It's not impressive. But then again, you go, yeah, he's scored headed goals and all that. But that's actually all he's particularly done in his career. Look at the 20 goals he scored for uh, Real Madrid. Most of them were headers. He's uh, just in the his box. header, his header uh, ratio in the league. Uh, there was a whole stat dedicated to Morata's heading the ball for Real Madrid. Are you calling him the Spanish Andy Carroll? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> just a lot better looking and a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, let's do Italy. Uh, the Rome derby we've already touched on, so we won't go back to that. Um, AC Milan won again, one 0 this week. It wasn't a uh, a um, what's his name? Piontek goal or a Pacquiao goal? What? AC Milan. Mm since this renaissance, mm-hmm. have the best defense in Europe. Yeah, they barely conceded. Whoa! 0.6 goals a game conceded, and then there's, I think, Barca and Madrid, something like that after. But they have the best defense in the world. This and must they... be why there's a lot of talk about Romagnoli. Yeah, he's, he's been excellent lately. And it's kind of reminding me of, uh, remember when Gattuso first took over and they went on that run of like... Yeah. 14 games unbeaten or something. Yeah, then they're not conceding goals. They're winning games. What's his and name has been good too, their keeper? Uh, Don Roma. Roma, yeah. Roma has been who, fantastic. Who we never talk about and doesn't get talked about when it comes to young players, but he's 19 and he's got 150, 155 games in Serie A. Well, the problem he's, is he's... They, like People can't buy him. Like, there was a few rumors, but Milan just hold on and they just don't let him go, which I think 
again, being in Milan and Milan have been a little bit under the shadows. Like they've not been that you know top team, so he doesn't get spoken a lot of. <laughs> but I think he's, for example, better than Kepa. Sure, I don't think I don't think that's a controversial statement. It, for for me, it's actually hilarious that they haven't sold him yet because they couldn't uh, pay back their their debt. So oh, yeah. they probably could have helped with a big. Maybe chunk they of put that. him against the debt. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, but Milan are third. They're a point above Inter, and I mean, for most of the season, they haven't looked like a lock on Champions League places. But if they keep this form up, they will be in the Champions League but next season. Inter aren't a football club anymore; they're no. a reality TV show. Yes, yeah. that's the, what they the, are. The Kardashians. Yeah, well, I like done. that. Well done. It's not an original joke. Well done. Oh, oh yeah. well, then not, no, not well done then. <laughs> Nonetheless, um, but we need AC. I think the world. Like, World Football needs AC Milan. Yes. It's, yeah. it's too big a name, Agreed. too much history, too many wonderful players for them to be this trash for, for are, so long. Are they or are Juve the biggest club in Italy? Oh, Juve. What do you mean? I think AC Milan. Not today. Just in well, general. When okay. you think of Serie A, not, not, I'm not talking we need mm-hmm. to go to Wikipedia and people get... No. And, and, and results... I mean, as a non-Serie A fan, like, you don't follow it, just over your lifetime, okay. when you think of... I think of Syria and Italy, I think AC Milan. So I think people need to... When we have this conversation about what's the biggest club, people need to put that in context. And people think biggest club means like... It's like saying Man City is a big club. They're not. A big club is your history, totality, everything. And in that regard, absolutely. We're talking about Van Basten, Hullet, those type of guys. Maldini, won five Champions Leagues, all type of thing. Yeah, they're definitely a big club in Juventus. In, in our lifetime, though... Juventus have won every title for the last eight years. I think we're also thinking of it as like when we were slightly younger. Recently, yes. Recently, Juventus have yeah. started to climb. But like, no, no, no. But Juventus were, were brilliant when we were kids, yes. too. And Don they went, through, they went yeah. through a they little were, bit of a dip. But AC Milan went through like a 10-year dip in our lifetime. Yeah, yeah. They did but then they won the Champions League two out of three years okay, in can, our lifetime. Can, so. I take, can I take the logic and stats out? Just I say Syria. Who do you individually think of? Juve. You? I, I honestly think of both, but when I was younger, <laughs> it was Inter because of Kanu, so that's just my bias, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and Ronaldo, but right. yes, uh, AC Milan for me. Fair enough. All right. um, speaking of Juve, though, they beat Napoli 2-1. This was a, a crazy game. Insane. I did notice that someone wrote online that Juve took a large step to sealing another Serie A title by beating Napoli, and I was like, if Napoli had won the game, the gap would have been 10 points. <laughs> <laughs> this was not a step they needed uh, to take. I have to say, my bit of analysis on this game is that I really enjoyed the TV quality on this one. It was crisp, the colors were there, and this is not something you can say about Serie A games. And it's it's honestly something that puts me off from watching Serie A. This one, for some reason, maybe because it was a big game, it was really crisp. Can I comment on that and, and also go back to your question previously, which is that who is the bigger club? Juventus have stepped up. A level from all the other clubs in Italy in terms of their marketing, in terms of yes. their branding, in terms of the product, in terms of everything on that kind of side of the game their that they don't really care about. But they've done it. And they are like in, on terms with the Premier League teams in that kind of respect and the rest of the league, including AC Milan. They're like the Bayern, great. right? Yeah. They've got the Netflix shows, they've got the new stadium. They, they definitely do things, I guess, the more... Techno- the more like kind of advanced technological way. Serie A is felt of as slightly old and rustic, and the other teams have been left behind. And Juve are almost like Bayern; they are outside of that league. That's a function of having really good management and administration than than anything else. Yeah. But, uh, a story about this game. So I was watching it on the way to our our, our Sunday coed game, and I missed oh, so I, missed, I missed my exit because I was. <laughs> 
kind of driving and watching. Don't do this, kids. Don't do that. I miss right. the exit. This is frankly a stunning and then, you, and then you have to turn like five kilometers before you get another exit and turn around. Yeah. But in watching and listening to the game, by the way, after I got caught it after the red cards. Napoli were smoking Juventus. Mm-hmm. This was bad. That's what Juventus do. Like, no, this was this yep. was bad. This was the worst I've ever seen. They were hanging on like I've never seen before. Uh, Juventus, uh, we were watching, and me and my brother just looked at the team, and we're just like, this is not a Champions League winning 11. It's just not. Mm-hmm. Like, they actually haven't been playing well. Though. Matuidi, Pjanic, and who else in midfield? Like, Emre Chan. Ronaldo is okay. Yes, he's got the stats, but... Like, Douglas Costa isn't doing it. Matuidi is too old. And no, he's not. He's just not enough. I just don't see how they feel that they could win the Champions League. Yes, things happen. But on paper, I don't believe it. I, I look at the team and, I, and it starts to make sense why they wanted certain players to, to come in. Like why there were rumors about people like Pogba and there was someone else who was uh, uh, Milinkovic Savage. Mm-hmm. I get it because in midfield there and now now Ramsey makes a lot of sense because there is no spark no from energy. the midfield. There is no one to carry the ball. No one to you look how look at Ronaldo playing with Mandzukic. Mandzukic is a lone striker. Ronaldo plays off left, basically a striker. But there's nothing in between them. The fact that they've gotten as many goals as they have so far yep. is sensational considering all that. And, and got Dybala's on the bench a lot. Yeah. Well, maybe they're arresting him for coming back from sure. 2 0 down yeah, to Atletico Madrid. It's his yep. worst season ever. Mm, it's, it's I mean, in terms of goals, yes, but if you listen to, to people who watch them every week, he's he's very important to the But, but it's, it's hard because he doesn't play. So what it's, do you know it's, what's not true? It's when you, when you have an agenda, mm. you stop watching them for 90 yeah, yeah, minutes yeah. and making that point. Of course. <laughs> uh, one, one person who has been excellent, though, is Wojciech Chesney. He's, he's been phenomenal for Juventus. He has been ever since he's joined. And it's it makes me sad. He's he's been, he's been wonderful, even though there's been a couple clangers. But that's that's Chez. Everybody has them. You can yeah. you can't you can't have it all. That's true. I, I will say, Pjanic's free kick was wonderful, and this season Ronaldo has insisted on taking free kicks, and he's blasted them all into the wall or over the bar. Mm-hmm. First time they let Pjanic take a free kick, bam. Also, also, Ospina, if he was slightly taller, I feel he gets it. He wasn't even in the corner that much. That's his whole career. Though. I was gonna say. That's that's, everyone's been saying that. It's like Fabian Bartes. Like if you only were taller and not crazy. <laughs> I, have to, I have to add that second yeah, that That's true. Um, let's do a quick TFC. Yeah. Let's talk about Toronto FC. The season, the MLS season, started this weekend. Toronto FC have had a horrendous off season. Yeah. Not signing anyone. A horrendous, well, not not anyone, but no one of note. A horrendous preseason. Uh, a horrendous Concacaf Champions League start. And then they went and beat Philadelphia Union 3-1 away with Michael Bradley scoring two goals. Well, big man Bradley shows up when it matters. Big Brad. Big Brad. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I thought his days as an attacking force were done, to be honest. That was some true box-to-box play (laughs) that I saw there. It was was very impressive. And it led to a number of people online starting to think about and talk about whether Bradley should be played further forward as like a, as a more attacking midfielder. It's 60 minutes. And then that happened on the same day they signed an actual number 10. So probably not, no. Except for one thing. I don't want him anywhere near the, near the defense before he makes a mistake. So <laughs> maybe there's a reason for that. He's only allowed to stay in the center circle. <laughs> um, but Toronto FC, yes, finally uh, announcing the signing of Alejandro Pozuelo, who has, if nothing else, a wonderful name. Yep, yep. And has done decently well in his career. And he's 27, so it's it's a good signing, I think. Prime time. He What's is prime time? Prime time. 
He's in his prime. Oh, time. prime. Yes. I think it's a prime time. I didn't really know what he was on. <laughs> New segment. Yeah. <laughs> prime time. <laughs> we'll work it out later. Um, he is, as uh, Toronto FC's general manager, Ali Curtis says, the best player in the best team in Belgium. So. Well, I mean, you'd take that. Yeah. There you go. So we'll see how he fits in. Uh, Toronto, season, Toronto FC starting the season in a weird, like, 3 4 3 system. Frank de Boer esque, you might say. I want nothing to do with Frank de Boer <laughs> in any way, shape, or form, so please no. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, a, a more positive start to the season than we expected given what went before it, but we'll, we'll see where it goes. And Josie re signed? Josie re signed. So we're going to be on a wave for, for life. a long time. For life. Decide for life? Pretty much. Are you dumb, bro? (laughs) Sorry. All right, guys. We will see you next week. I've been partying since Saturday. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.